This is Shi'ar Jeshub, a Bible study program coming to you from Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle is a non-denominational Christian church of dedicated believers who want to send forth the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ and inspire a love for His Holy Word. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing the in-depth Through the Bible Study series taught by my husband, which he entitled Heavenly Authority. So get your Bibles ready if you can, and let's join Pastor Greg for the beginning of the Sunday message for this portion of the Heavenly Authority series. Last time, we ended with a dramatic scene at the cave in the wilderness of En, en Gedi. Saul had pursued David with 3,000 chosen men. And the Lord delivered Saul into David's hand. When Saul went uh, to relieve himself by himself in a cave, he did not know that David and his men were there in the back of the cave and that David could easily have killed him, uh, but David didn't do it. David didn't kill him, and David did not uh, allow his men to kill Saul. He restrained them. All he did was go over, and the, the robe that Saul had discarded, he took, and he cut a corner of the robe off, if you remember. And he even felt guilty about doing that. In chapter 24 of 1 Samuel, we read in verse 6, and he said to his men, the Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, to stretch out my hand against him, seeing he is the anointed of the Lord. And remember, we're looking at the reaction to the anointing. Saul's reaction to the anointed upon David's life, David's reaction to the fact that Saul was once God's anointed. And because of that, David will not touch Saul. David will do no harm to Saul. Then David, after Saul leaves the cave, at great danger to his own life, he runs out and he confronts Saul, and he shows him the piece of the robe. Remember that? And at that point, we have a momentary time of repentance, a moment of sanity, where Saul says uh, in verse 16, Is this your voice? my son David. And Saul lifted up his voice and wept. And then he said to David, you are more righteous than I, for you have rewarded me with good, whereas I have rewarded you with evil. And you have shown this day how you have dealt well with me. And when the Lord delivered me into your hand, you did not kill me. So for a moment, the old Saul comes back and there's a moment of sanity. And Saul says that he knows that David will be king. And he asks David, and he has David swear not to cut off his descendants and not to destroy Saul's name from his father's house, to, to remember his descendants and to let his name continue in Israel. And it does, right? The apostle Paul, who was of the tribe of Benjamin like Saul, was once Saul. So David did not stop that name from passing down in the record. And then Saul goes home, and David and his men 
went back into hiding uh, to the strongholds in Engedi because David obviously has seen Saul change his mind so many other times, so he continues to stay at the stronghold. God was contending with Saul, his anointed. And David understood that given this, who was he to kill Saul? God was dealing with Saul. And remember we said this has important implications for situations where there's confrontation between ministries, between churches, between those who seem to both be serving God. Maybe one ministry, one church goes astray. Uh, error comes in, maybe they become like Saul. And we saw a lot of these things happen in the late 80s, right? We saw ministries that did a lot of good uh, that came into a lot of problems. And then they started to attack each other on national television, right? And they had moderators who were non-believers, who did not believe in the Bible, they did not believe in Christ, laughed at all of it, and there was a great display as one attacked the other, there's an important message here as we look how David handled the fact that Saul was in an office. Even though God rejects Saul, God pulls his hand back from Saul, God says the kingship will be taken away from Saul. Still David, and David's been told he will be king, he's been anointed by Samuel, still he's not the instigator. He's not the troublemaker. He's not the one that's going to rip the kingdom out of Saul's hand. If it's going to be done by anybody, it's going to be done by God. And far be it from me, he says, to touch God's anointed. In verse 12, he says in chapter 24, remember we read, let the Lord judge, let the Lord judge between you and me. And let the Lord avenge me on you, but my hand shall not be against you. I'm not going to be the one to kill you, Saul. I'm not going to be the one to pull you down. Let the Lord judge. Notice that perfect attitude that David has in this situation. Let the Lord judge between us. If that attitude had been there in the late 80s, that whole debacle, which if you were witnessing to people back then uh, in the middle 80s, you know that a lot of people that were starting to listen to those ministries, turn on the television, they were hearing the word of God, they were getting all moved, and all of a sudden if they hadn't come to the Lord yet, if they were on the fence, when that happened, boom, the next day it was hard to speak to them. As every week over, every night on, on Nightline, and almost every night on Larry King, Larry King became the great arbitrator, the Solomon of, of evangelism. All the dirty laundry was there as one attacked the other. Let the Lord judge between you and me, and let the Lord avenge me on you, but my hand shall not be against you. You know, churches attacking churches. You know, one church having to be the place where all the Christians are supposed to go, and attacking everybody else, pulling everybody else down. David has a respect for the fact that Saul has been used by God, that Saul has been anointed by God. And even though Saul's in great error, even though David is not hanging around the palace, he's speaking out about what's wrong, he's not going to be the one to destroy. Uh, you know, the disciples, that man over there, he's, he's preaching in your name. And they were irate about it. We should be respectful when God anoints ministries, and if there's something wrong with them, if they've gone astray, then let the Lord judge. But we shouldn't be the ones to tear down, to attack, to destroy. 
we should respect the anointing of the positions that God gives. God uses, the Lord uses the timing of this event, this ceasing of hostilities, this moment of peace between Saul and David. He uses this perfectly for the event we read about in 1 Samuel chapter 25, verse 1. It's only one verse that says, Then, then Samuel died, and the Israelites gathered together and lamented for him and buried him at his home in Ramah. And David arose and went down to the wilderness of Haran. Now, by implication, to say, and David arose and went down to the wilderness of Haran, most likely, David has an opportunity here to go to Samuel's funeral. It implies from after the funeral, he goes down to the wilderness of Haran. So most likely, by this peace, this moment of uh, of peace between he and Saul, that he's not on the run, he's not a fugitive for a moment, God allows him to be there at the end of Samuel's life. And we've seen Samuel throughout this book of 1 Samuel, his whole life has gone before us. We've seen that baby dedicated by Hannah. We've seen that little boy serving in his little linen ephod next to Eli at the tabernacle in Shiloh. We've seen him acting as a priest, learning to be, even though he's, he's a Levite, but not a descendant of Aaron. We see him dedicated as a priest, working with Eli at the tabernacle. We've seen the boy who God speaks to when he goes to sleep, and he's able to give the prophecy when God calls to him, and Eli tells him to listen. And we see Samuel the prophet, the priest, the prophet. We saw the fall of Shiloh, the destruction of Shiloh and the system there. Remember, the place to where it belongs. First, it would go to Ephraim. First born son rights fall upon Joseph now as the one who did his father's will. And so the ark first goes to Shiloh, to Ephraim, the son of Joseph. And we saw the destruction of Shiloh because of the sins of Eli's sons. And then we saw in the midst of all the sadness with the ark being taken away by the Philistines and then brought back. And the people wandering, not knowing what to do, we saw the great repentance and revival under Samuel at Mizpah. And that Ebenezer stone he set up, the stone of God's help, and then we go on and we see Samuel as the judge. Remember in the circuit ride, how he would go from town to town like the circuit rider preaches, preaching the word of God, judging, teaching. And then we saw Samuel shunned by the people. The last judge in the line of judges as the people cry out for a king. And we see Samuel, the anointer, anointing and declaring Israel's kings anointing Saul and then rebuking Saul and starting a new office in a sense though prophecy was there Moses was a prophet but the office of the prophet as the double check on the king the one that when the king goes wrong would stand up and speak the word of God and so Samuel the last judge is the first of a line of prophets that will deal with Israel's kings as they go astray and the end of Samuel's work as the anointer when he anoints David 
as the new king in Saul's place. Samuel, the priest, the judge, the prophet, so much a type of our Lord Jesus. And now as an elderly man, his work is complete in the anointing of David, he dies. We know that he is faithful in all God's house. We know he's human. We know his sin that he didn't quite see when his sons as judges were being unfair. And he kind of looked the other way a little bit. But all in all, he was a great follower of the Lord and a great example in the Bible of faithfulness in God. And here we've gone from his birth and we go to his death back in his own home, right? He, we, we studied how he was born in Ramah of Ephraim. That was his home. And when on the circuit ride, he would return to Ramah of Ephraim. And now his burial place is in Ramah of Ephraim. It is always a source of joy to hear from our radio listeners. So if you have any comments on today's study, please send them along to us. Our address is Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. And if you will be in the Madison, Connecticut area, please join us for Sunday service. We meet every Sunday at 10 a.m. at the Madison Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane, just off Route 1. The exit is number 61 off I-95. Go south to Route 1, turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. Please join us for our next broadcast of A Remnant Shall Return, which in Hebrew is Shi'ar Jeshub. <laughs>